Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the Refuse to Lose podcast. To celebrate Indigenous Round in the NRL this week, I've sat down with two of the game's most prominent Aboriginal players, Cody Walker and Josh Adokar. This episode features Melbourne Stormfly Josh Adokar. The Fox, as he is commonly known, is one of the game's most entertaining characters. His laugh alone is enough to crack you up, and trust me, there's plenty of that in this chat. We speak about his pre-game superstitions, and you won't believe how many he has. We speak about being the fastest man in the NRL, and we also speak about his grandfather Wally Carr, a champion boxer, and the profound effect he had on Josh's life. There's even a great story in there about the night his grandfather got in a brawl with Eels champion Ray Price, so listen out for that one, you don't want to miss it. And of course, we also get into his passion for his people and making a difference for young Aboriginal kids all over the country. Please enjoy. We spoke about before the camera's rolling, and I'd most like to get it on record because I found it quite amazing. I asked you about superstitions, and you're like, oh, I'm, I don't have many, and then you went on to tell me about six. Can you just give us a quick run-through of everything you have to do before you play a game of football? Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so... I changed, I, I changed one thing uh, about two weeks ago, so I get stretched off one of the trainers. Uh, so what I used to do um, before that, I used to just have a shower, go get strapped, but now I'll, I'll get a stretch off the trainers. After that, I go have a shower. Then after that, I go, uh, <laughs> got to go get strapped. So when I get strapped, I always got to get um, the left side of my body first. So I'll get my left ankle strapped first. Um, what's that? I'll do all my little stretches, all that kind of stuff, and then, Put my left sock on, my, my left boot on first, and then actually before before I put my boot on, I've got to wait for someone else um, to put their boots on. I hate being the first one to put um, my boots on. And then after that, I've got to wait for Kenny Bromwich to put his jersey on before me. And when I'm playing for other teams like New South Wales or Australia or anything, I've got to wait for the number 13, the number 13 to put their jersey on first to put mine on. <laughs> it's... Um, it's something. It just it's something that you know happens every week, and you're just so used to it, so you just stick with it. Yeah, pretty much. Do you have one bad game once, and you're like, oh, I'm never, I'm never not doing that again. Yeah, or, oh, nah, nah, nah. You don't do that. Nah, nah. The thirteen perplexes me the most. What, <laughs> what, you have any idea how that started? It started with Kenny Bromwich. Yeah, just because just he saw him put it on once. Always used to just look at him. He used to put his jersey on, and I just put my jersey on, and just start and just started like that. And so he put his jersey on and, I, and, I, and then I just put my jersey on. And just becomes a habit pretty much because he always puts puts his jersey on the same time every game, you know what I mean? So it just becomes a habit. I just want it on that old record just because. <laughs> and you don't like doing pre-game interviews as well, do you? Because you did two last year and you didn't play too well. I'll tell you what it is, bro, because I don't like, I don't like what going up on the field and watching teams play. I like just going straight in the sheds getting warmed up. Yeah. So what I did, I had obviously had to go up on the field to, to get interviewed, and, I, and that's that's just that's just the way I see things, you know. <laughs> I've got to stay down there, prepare the best I can. <laughs> that, that threw you out. And I, yeah, I told the media manager here at the storm, um, nah, got to can it. That's it. Can it. <laughs> after games, after games, that's gold. <laughs> we spoke to Cody Walker yesterday, and we I asked him who he thinks the fastest Indigenous player in the game is, and he said you. Are you the quickest? Do you think you are? I'd like to think so. Um, I like running fast, obviously, but um, yeah, there's there's a lot of talent out there. Um, you got Jimmy the Jet, um, you got Alex Johnson, you get all these kind of players that that are, that are running fast at the moment. You, you never know because 
yeah, no one's really 100% fresh on the footy field. So um, I think until you have a 100-metre race, um, that's when you'll know, I suppose. That's something we should get organised, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Always. And you reckon, but you reckon you got them covered if you... Uh, uh, I don't think so. I think Jimmy the Jet's up there, so... Um, yeah, he was he was the quickest growing up because we both went to the same school. You know, he used to he used to smoke everyone. So you guys went to school together? And you, yeah, yeah, we went to Matter. I think he's two two or three years older than me. Um, he was a special talent back in the day, and um, yeah, he was quicker than everyone. He used to score hundred meter tries out of nowhere, and yeah, he was a special talent back in the day. Yeah, he's one of the great Indigenous players. But of there's been a lot over history. If you could pick one to play with of all the best Indigenous players over the years, who would you want to play with? Far out. I haven't played with JT. I haven't played with um, GI. I've played against them, but um, I'd have to go those two. Yeah, I'd have to go those two. I can't can't pick between. But um, yeah, I missed out uh, one year in the All Stars. I think it was their final All Stars um, they ever played. So I was I was a bit. Um, not shattered, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'd love to play with them. Why? 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 That? We were talking about Greg Inglis before, in particular, like yeah. just change the game. There's kind of no one like him. Yeah, there's, there's. Uh, I mean, you got similarities um, in Latrell, but um, I think Gi in his prime back in the day is, is he definitely changed the game, especially in outside backs. Right? He was big, he was fast, he was he was like a forward on on the edges. As um, he was a special talent, and I absolutely love watching him play. And JT is just the ultimate competitor and just a good role model for all Indigenous kids out there. So, um, yeah, them too, I reckon. Talk about Indigenous kids and obviously you say role model. Like it, it, it kind of brings around to the point that Indigenous kids are so influenced by rugby league and they we love rugby league. Like it, talk to me about your experience growing up as a, as a young fella in, in South Sydney and, talk, and, and how much rugby league meant to you. Yeah, ru- rugby league was... Um, it's probably the only thing I'm really good at. You know, I made all reps, rep sides when I was a kid. Um, like just, just with, um, just playing for South. I didn't really make New South Wales or Australia or schoolboys or anything like that. But yeah, rugby league was, um, it was the only thing I was good at. I was never good at school. I, find, I found it really hard to learn off a, off a whiteboard. I have to get shown, um, things, um, to, to learn, I suppose. I just found it really hard in school to, to learn, but um, yeah, rugby league just is everything in my life. My all my older cousins played it, all my cousins played it, um, dad played it, and just just grew up playing rugby league, I suppose. But it definitely saved my life, rugby league. When you talk about yeah, how how much does it, I guess, mean to you then? If you you struggle with these other aspects of your life, and it makes you probably feel like you've got somewhere where you belong, and you you know. Like, like I've I've got something to give here because I'm a good footy player. When you might have felt like confidence in other area, other areas. Yeah, um, yeah. Always when I was a little kid, I always wanted to play rugby league professionally. But yeah, rugby league was always the goal for me. Um, found it really hard um, outside of um, footy to to learn, I suppose, or whatever you want to call it. But didn't really like working or anything. I, I left school um, in year nine just to go work with um, with my dad and my uncle. So, yeah, the whole reason why I left school early is because just it just wasn't working for me and I was pretty much going there for, for, for nothing. So went out and worked and, um, yeah, worked and then pra- played footy on the side too. So, yeah, I did a pretty tough growing up, yeah. Was footy an escape for you? Yeah, definitely. It definitely saved my life, like I said before. Um, 
just getting into trouble a few, uh, fair few times when I was a kid, just hanging around the wrong people, and yeah, just just making the wrong decisions. And um, I knew, I knew deep down that um, rugby league was was the the goal for me, and um, I knew I had to work hard to to get to where I wanted to be. So um, it was definitely it's definitely saved my life. Yeah. You spoke about rugby league saving your life. How does rugby league save the lives of Indigenous kids? It gives them hope, gives them purpose, gives them an opportunity. Um, you know, since, since being here at the Storm, I've learnt more than I did in school. Um, just just how to talk to people, how to greet people, you know, all those kind of things. I used, being an Indigenous kid, you, we always talk about, oh, that's shame, you know, because... Um, that's what, that's how we grew up because we we like I said we we, we just got um, treated different and um, indigenous kids um, ashamed to talk to people they they're ashamed to to talk on stage um, all those kinds of things and um, yeah rugby league's given given hope to our people. Uh, Cody spoke yesterday and he said the. The Koori Knockout, which is a rugby league tournament they play every year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for people that don't know, but it's a the rugby league tournament played in New South Wales every year, and he compared it to a modern day corroboree. Like he said, it's a one time Aboriginal people come together, their families, you know, for a happy event. Other times it's funerals and sad things, but it's a it's a time. It's a really a modern day corroboree, and it centres around rugby league. Yeah, it's a it's a very special weekend. It's the weekend of the grand final, and. Um, like you said, it's it's a it's a modern day corroboree, um, like you said, and it's just it's just a week to to celebrate and to play and to spend time with family that you haven't seen in in a while, and and to represent your mob um, where you grew up or or you know representing someone that's passed away, you know represent re- representing them um, in a footy game, I suppose, and you know and just just enjoying the week with 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 everyone. It's I, I know, personally I love playing in it. And I know Cody loves playing with it. I'm playing it. Sorry, he plays for all the teams. But <laughs> <laughs> he's in heaps of teams. Nah. Um, yeah, it's a special weekend for um, for for Indigenous people. Yeah. You mentioned your family before, and I know a man that meant a lot to you was your grandfather Wally Carr. He was a, a great Indigenous boxer, a great boxer. Um, tell me about him as a man. Yeah, very very special man in um, in my family. Uh, he was like the king. Um, you know, everyone looked up to Pop. Um, you know, he passed away last year. Yeah, I miss him a lot. He um, think about him every day. Um, yeah, he, you know, he meant so much to to my family. Um, you know, he, he passed away um, uh, with cancer. Um, yeah, it still spins me out today that he's that he's not around anymore. It's um, yeah. We've spoken about it before, yeah. and you've told me about how. You know how tough it is to kind of have been away when he was sick, and and to not to not be there and, and you know miss miss home a lot. Yeah, it was uh, it's probably one of the toughest things I've ever had to do was to um, you know leave my pop. Um, you know when it was his, when it was his um, when it was his final um, couple of days, I suppose, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I didn't want to leave him. I didn't want to leave my family because they were so upset that. I knew deep down that um, that I, if I left, I knew I knew I wouldn't see him again, um, and that's exactly what happened. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's tough to talk about.
it's tough to talk about. Well, how does it make you feel when we see this on the, the Storm, this is the Storm's jersey for Indigenous Round next week and on the jersey there? And you were surprised by this yesterday, I believe. It says Wally Carr there and the designer put that there on all the jerseys. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Um, makes me makes me really proud to, um, you know, Pop come in um, to one of our camps um, a couple of years ago, um, about two years ago now, just before he passed, just to talk about his life, how, how tough it was um, for him growing up and, to, and for him to become a boxer and stuff like that. Um, you know, Craig and and um, every, everyone at the Storm like to invite um, athletes or um, people that have gone through through some through some tough times um, through their life, and um, you know to show that that you know, Pop's part of the Storm family ever since that day. So, um, you know, Pop loved every minute of it. Um, when he came back to Sydney, he was telling all the mob back home that yeah, I was down, I was down to the Storm with Craig Bellamy and that. And I was, he was shouting me feeds this and that, but um, yeah, I, I feel really really humbled to just to see something small like that on the jersey, and you know, it means so much. Just. You know, just being an Indigenous you know, jersey, but to have Pops name just on the back, there's um, something I'm going to hold forever. No one's taking that off me. <laughs> Get it framed, eh? 100%. In the man what cave. What about man cave, bro? Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you touched on it before. You, you said he spoke about what it was like to be an athlete back then. And it's it's a tough gig being an Indigenous athlete now. You know, it's a, it, You have to go through things that, other athletes don't have to go through, but I can't imagine how tough it was for him mm. 40 years ago. Mm. Did he tell you about those times? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he shared a lot of lot of stories. The whole, the whole reason why he became a boxer because he, he used to get bullied for being an indigenous kid uh, back in school. Um, you know, just for just for, just for being Aboriginal um, back back in them days, he used to get bashed, um, used to get bullied, all those kind of things, and. Um, all that, all that kind of stuff, you know, turned turned him into a fighter because he had to stick up for himself. No one, no one else would stick up for him. So that's how it all started for him, uh, becoming a boxer because um, he got tra- treated different to to other kids. I know Muhammad Ali spoke about when he was, um, you know, fighting, and he would speak about how they loved him when he was in the ring. You know, they loved watching him fight. They loved cheering him on. But then he's outside the ring and he's treated like a second class citizen. Was that something your, your pop had to go through? Yeah, definitely. Um, pop used to sh- share many, many stories of, um, you know, everyone loved him when he was in the ring, but outside of that, um, they definitely treated him a lot different. Um, you know, he was he, he grew up in the country, but moved moved into the city um, to become a professional boxer. He was one of the last um, boxers to ever fight in um, tents. So back in them days, they used to get like fifty bucks a fight. So um, he's had he's he's had over a hundred. 101 professional fights. You know, he's had a hell of a life. Um, you know, he definitely got treated different. Yeah, like, did he, did he talk about how tough that was? Or, you know, did he, or was that too, he I did. guess, was it too tough to talk about? He's, he think he's, I think he was just too stubborn to, you know, to, to show weakness, I suppose. He just said, yeah, they used to treat me like this, but I used to always stick up for myself no matter what. Um, he used to get in the blues all the time. Um, I think he, 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 he shared a story about uh, having a fight with Ray Price. Uh, <laughs> really? So Pop was 19. I, I don't know how old uh, Ray Price was. Um, they were at a pub. Matty Johns always talks about it. Um, they had a fight back in the day. Um, they were having a few beers and that, and apparently they were outside for for a good hour, just just um, just punching on. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard that story off so many people. 
but um, you know, Pop's real, really respected in terms of fighting and um, sticking up for himself, I suppose, yeah. Who won? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> so did they, did they either uh, one say they won? <laughs> Pop didn't have a scratch on his face, but Ray Price did. <laughs> it usually sums it up. Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah. but being a, an athlete now yourself, obviously things have changed a lot, um, but what would you, it's Indigenous Round, what would you like to see change now? What, what progress do we still need to make? I think the biggest thing is people um, educating themselves about um, the Indigenous culture of Australia. You know, what happened back then, it's changed a lot, obviously. Um, we've, we've, um, we've, got a, we've got a fair bit a fair bit of support in terms of, you know, getting, you know, I think it was like 40, 40 50 years ago, whatever it is, um, when, we, when we first ever got called a human being, I suppose. So there's, a lot of, there's, there's been um, people that have helped us along the way, but we've still got a long way to go. Um, in terms of everyone um, educating themselves about what goes on in Indigenous communities and um, all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Cody made the point that, you know, just because he's a a new uh, famous rugby league player, that's broken a cycle, you know, that you've had this opportunity. But there are a lot of people that haven't had that chance and they still suffer because of years of injustice towards indigenous people yeah um you know we we cop a lot of stuff on on social media and that uh, people hiding behind keyboards and that you know we do we do get treated a bit different and and it's not okay it's um yeah it's not good it's not good to see but you're happy to you're happy to be to wear that in terms of being the people that stand up and have a voice aren't you yeah definitely i definitely um no, as as rugby league uh, players, we have a platform, and we're trying to stand up for the right thing uh, for our kids. Uh, we don't we don't we don't want our kids to go through um, what, what what my grandfather's gone through, what I've gone through. You know, we we just want our kids to grow up as as human beings, I suppose. Yeah, we've seen this all over the world. A lot of athletes have used their profile to make change. You know, are there guys that stand out for you that that you've seen over the years that you know? I'm, I would like to be like them or follow what they've done. Oh, Nicky Wimmer, he's um, you know, I didn't really know too much about about his story um, until I seen that Adam Goodstocker, um, he shared a bit about what happened to him. You know, he uh, was getting racially abused, playing the sport he loved. Uh, people were racially abusing him. Um, just about uh, just as just as he was about to kick a um, a goal. So when he kicked the goal, he, point, he lifted his shirt and pointed to his skin and, and just showed him that you know, he's proud of who he is, he's proud of being black, and I think that sort of set the, set the platform for, for, for my generation and, and beyond. When you see an act like that, how does it make you feel inside as an Aboriginal man? Oh, it's so powerful. It's so powerful because um, you know, Indigenous people do get treated different. I've gone through it. Um, my family's gone through it. Seeing that is, yeah, like I said, it's so powerful. And as athletes, we, we have a we have a platform, and if we don't do it, who who else is going to do it? So, yeah, we're just we're just proud. That's all it is. Can you believe the guts that would have taken? Like twenty, thirty years ago, it was even tougher than it is now to stand up yeah. and say well, no more. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, um, we had to stay quiet thirty, forty years ago, um, but now. We've got strength in numbers. Um, we've got um, Indigenous athletes sticking up for each other. Like I said, who's going to do it? No one else is going to do it but us. We're just, 
we're just super we're just proud of who we are and that that's all it is that's the thing now so I've, Cody and I've spoken to James about this and Latrell they've spoken about how as a group you guys have decided to to stand up against these things that you know in the past players have just kept their head down to stay out of trouble but you guys as a group have decided we're going to we're going to back each other and we're going to we're going to make a difference yeah definitely um like I said this is this is um this is for our kids this is this is for the next generation um kids out there um get treated different you know you hear stories of people saying oh you're too pretty to be aboriginal you're too you're too smart to be aboriginal like people doesn't know how, people don't know how that that feels you know you when people say that you think well I was like did did they really just say that you know what I mean so um yeah for us it's we 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 wanted to make a stand um of showing kids that be proud of who you are be proud of what you're about be proud of your ancestors aboriginal people have suffered for hundreds of years now and um it's it's time to it's time to take take a stand yeah you just had a young fella. <laughs> yeah. But when you think about mm. the world and when he's your age, that's you want those things gone, don't you? You, want, you don't want people saying those things to him because you know how tough it is. I know how tough it is. Um, you, know, you just want your kids to be happy like, like everyone else. Like, you just want your kids to, to have the best life, best life possible. Um, you know, there's, there's good and bad in every, in every culture. I think just some people just think that there's just bad in in Aboriginal culture, but yeah, you just want your kids to to grow up the the, the very best they can, very happy, and that's all it is. That's all we're standing up for is that is our is the next generation. Yeah. Have you put a footy in his hand yet? The other <laughs> bro, you know what I haven't. <laughs> I put some um, some sprint shoes on him, some spikes, bro. He's gonna be the fastest man in the world one day. <laughs> Does he look quick? Does he, he looks quick, bro. He looks quick. He looks quick. Um, one of the guys, obviously, we talked to Cody Walker yesterday, and he's amazed by Cody in the fact that he came into his career really late. He was 26, 27 years old, and it would have been really easy for him to just fade into the background and, and just play footy and be happy with that. But he decided that I'm going to use my voice to be one of the, the key role models for Indigenous kids. What, what, what is it that makes a guy like Cody Walker so special? I see him as a leader. I see him... Yeah, well, I'm only 24. Cody's what 45 or something. <laughs> 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 uh, nah, but yeah, he's um, yeah, he's he's very special. He makes all us younger boys in me, Latrell, Jimmy the Jet, um, feel really comfortable. Like I said, he's he's just a just a proud just a proud Indigenous man who's sticking up for for himself, for his family, for the future generations, and he's just he's honestly he's just the, just the best bloke. Simple as that, yeah. Yeah, and I guess when you've got guys like that that are happy to lead from the front, like it, it, it makes it easier for everyone else to get on board, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, he he spoke up, um, and we responded with him. So yeah, for him um, leading from the front, it's it's um, the start of something special for 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 us. Just seeing guys like Latrell, like Latrell cop the criticism he has, it, it must be tough to see considering he's only so young and he probably doesn't he doesn't deserve that. Yeah, he definitely doesn't deserve what what he's been um, copying. Um, you know, he's he's trying to stand up for something that's um, that's right. You know, he's obviously proud of of who he is. He's proud of where he, where he comes from. He's proud of his skin color. I know for a fact that he's copped a lot of a lot of stuff on social media. 
Um, I've seen it uh, with my own eyes. Yeah, he's just such a he's just such a he's just a good human being, he, and he cares um, a lot about his culture and his family. I guess that's the message for Indigenous Round, isn't it? If you want people to be watching it, you you want them to know that their favourite Indigenous players, they're still they're more than just footballers. You know, they they're human beings too that have a, a culture and family and people that they're out representing. And if you if you love them, go out and and learn something about mm. them more than being footballers. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we're human beings as well. We're 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 the same as everyone else. We we live good lives. We have families. Like I said, we stand we stand up for 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 our for our children and the next generations. And um, yeah. F- all stars are special, bro. You can't. I can't explain the feeling of uh, playing for the All Stars. It's the best. <laughs> you said it before we were talking. It's your favourite week of the year. Yeah, yeah. We're having a yarn about it just before um, we're sitting down in the camera. But yeah, it's a special time of the year for for all Indigenous people. It's uh, like I said, uh, like you said with the Koori Knockout. It's a special week to celebrate, you know, the Indigenous um, cultures. Um, of indigenous people of Australia, but also the the Maori culture as well. Learned a bit about their culture as well. It's, it's a special week. Yeah, when I retire, it's definitely um, one of the games I'm going to miss playing. Yeah, I'm just going to keep playing. I eh? just yeah, yeah, I might play till 45. <laughs> <laughs> indigenous round. What does it mean to you, and, and what needs to be heard out of it? For me, um, Indigenous round uh, means so much to our people. Just just getting recognised that we're still here. We're still standing proud. And yeah, we're so grateful for what the NRL are doing for our people. It's it's um it's really special. They they go above and beyond for us. So there's definitely a lot of um, improvement um, to go. So yeah, we're extremely grateful um, for this round and and the All Stars as well. Um, we as Indigenous people really enjoy it. We love it. <laughs> are we seeing progress with what needs to happen? It's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, there's definitely a lot of work to do. Um, we just need, we just need, like I said, we just need um, people to get educated, to understand what's going on, and yeah, we need to, we need people um, to support us. Like I said, we're, um, if we're not going to do it, who, who's going to do it? So, um, yeah, get on board. Thanks for listening, guys. We've got plenty more episodes coming your way very soon. Don't forget to follow the Refuse to Lose podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Mm-hmm.